daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Eat women, eat girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to this week's episode of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. And as you know, we're all about funding women, and that means women of all sexualities, ages, ethnicities. And today I have on a very special guest. He is not only an entrepreneur and an investor and a Broadway producer, but he is also the managing partner at the Fund Gangels and the co-founding chairman of Start Out, and both of those entities are designed to help lift up founders in the LGBTQ community. So happy to welcome to the show, Lorenzo Thione. Hi, Lorenzo. Hi, Catherine. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Well, I hear your name uh, just about every day in this uh, investment world, and I know you've just done amazing things to help LGBTQ founders and others. Um, so I want to talk about that, um, about your journey into the investment world. Um, as I mentioned at the head of the show, you know, you're involved in so many different things. And uh, one of the things I already love about you is that you obviously do everything that you really love, that you're passionate about. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they say, do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I don't yes. quite believe that's true because it <laughs> certainly feels like a lot of work sometimes. But when you know you're passionate about something and you know you're making a difference, it just really helps kind of, you know, getting out there and and, and taking on the, the challenges and, yeah. and the work that piles up. So, yeah, yeah. it fuels you. It fuels yeah. you. So we are here to talk about investment, but I do have to say I'm also just really intrigued by your being a Broadway producer because I'm such a big fan of Broadway. And I do want to talk to you about that a little bit into the show. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because obviously that does take investment as well. Um, <laughs> here, here. So I just want to uh, first talk about, you know, you grew up in Italy. You, your journey was that you came here to America, um, set up in Austin. Tell me a little bit about your backstory, because I always like to, you know, have people understand your journey. Like, how did you get from there to where you are today in the investment world as a real leader in this community? Yeah, look, I'm, uh, you know, a child of the late 80s, 90s, growing up, growing up in uh, Italy, that meaning sort of uh, um, a lot of influence from, from American culture and uh, passionate about technology and software engineering and computers from a very early age. Um, America and the U.S. kind of held this fascination for me. Um, when the time came, you know, I grew up in Italy, very traditional education, formal education in Italy, all the way through a couple of years of undergrad. And I had an opportunity to um, come to the U.S. as an exchange student. Um, I don't think I was quite admitting it as to myself as much as everybody else around me actually knew that I would not be coming back. Um, I actually arrived in the U.S. and then ended up transferring my undergrad degree over to uh, the University of Texas in Austin and then completing my graduate studies from Austin as well. You know, the really interesting thing about what that meant for me, besides, you know, sort of the adjustment to a new culture and everything that goes along with it, although, like I said, had growing up, had grown up um, with a very strong 
you know, kind of uh, calling towards, um, you, you know, the innovation and the entrepreneurial economy of the U.S. One thing that happened that I didn't realize at the time would have such a huge impact on my life is that I arrived in Austin, Texas, a handful of months before the attack on the Twin Tower at September 11th. Um, and it really, um, you know, in retrospect, you know, hindsight is always 2020. You kind of can see the, the threads that you were not able to kind of perceive in the moment. Um, it really kind of set me on um, kind of a path that would have very large repercussions on the kind of things that I would do. The first thing is that in a very, I don't know, tropey kind of movie-like way, um, it pushed me out of the closet to come out as a gay man. Um, and, you know, it, because you realize life is fickle and anything could happen and it's too short to be constantly worrying about what others do, say, think. And, you know, it takes a certain amount of, um, you know, both courage and maturity at some point to kind of see that. But something needs to push you. And that was certainly the thing that that pushed me. Um, and it also provided me a very unique look at the moment, at that time, into what the, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of that now, but at the time, what the phenomenon of othering really is, not just towards gay people, just generally speaking, but at the time, immigrants all of a sudden became, um, you know, a suspect class, even as a white dude from Europe, um, you could actually feel the tension and the shifting in the way people thought and regarded and talked about immigration all of a sudden, let alone for anybody who had brown skin or was, you know, Muslim American or uh, uh, an immigrant from an Arab country, that was really tough to the point that, and I'll follow that back in, in later, one of the organizations that stood up and cried out the most in defense of Islam American, Muslim Americans and Arab immigrants at that time were the um, advocacy organizations for the Japanese American community because the Japanese Americans had experienced this mm -hmm. in the late for in the mid 40s after the attack on on Pearl Harbor. Um, and I did not know this at the time, but it would set me on that path where many years later I would meet the actor George Takei of Star Trek fame, um, of whom, of who, uh, whose childhood I actually kind of came to learn about and understand through that encounter. And uh, I decided to then take on the task of co-writing and producing um, a musical that would make its way to Broadway starring George Takei about the internment of Japanese Americans. But yeah. everything else I've done, including Start Out and Gangels, feed straight into that because the understanding of the challenges that come from um, culture, society, othering people and considering them in any way less than, less worthy than in a business role, in a political role, in a leadership role, in whatever role, um, you know, we're causing, are causing systemic injustices that and unbalances that it needs intentional effort to correct and, and balance out. And I think, and I hope that would start out and angels in a sense for doing some of that work. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, I think as a gay woman, I always um, am for the underdog because I know what that feels like to be marginalized. And like you said, you know, in this investment world, 
the people that aren't getting the funding are LGBTQ immigrants, people of color, you know, we're all being marginalized. And so now we're kind of all banding together, I think, and saying, okay, this isn't right. And we're going to take it into our own hands and change that. It's why we're seeing so many women's funds pop up and then funds like yours that are LGBTQ focused because we need to get our own communities behind investing in our own people, just like just like white men do. You know, they they put together their funds and they invest in their cronies. And so we all have to to step on board and get on this uh, funding boat, don't you think? Yeah. And look, I, I really think that there's two ways of thinking about this. And um, our own thinking with Gangels has really evolved over time to go from you know, DEI in funding 1.0 to sort of a second version of it. And what I mean is, um, you know, in, in the early 2000s, uh, you know, mid through the aughts um, and well into the teens, I think that some of this empowerment that you were describing really started to happen. Funds that were focused on underrepresented founders, minorities, women, um, and even to some extent LGBTQ, if nothing else, the uh, organization you mentioned, Startout, which I co-founded in 2008 as a nonprofit, had was the first ever to really focus on the entrepreneurial journey of LGBT people of all kinds um, and still does a lot of incredible work. And so one way of looking at solving the issue is to basically say, let's fund more diverse entrepreneurs, women, found uh, uh, LGBTQ and, and minorities. That's important. That continues to be necessary. But there really is another side of it, which is how do you um, take um, companies, institutions, places where the luster and the, and the attention and the success is already high and partner with them and convince them that diversity and inclusion is so important at all levels of leadership that you can help bring more people in, whether it be you know for a company that has some diversity, maybe there's a, a female founded company that has no black people on the board or that has no LGBT representation. And diversity is not one you know, sort of it, it, each, each one of these groups is not trying to solve a problem in and of itself. It's broader 360 degree issue that really looks at about access, opportunity. I mean, we always say talent is completely universally distributed, but opportunity and access are not. And so how do we fix that, right? And how right. do we bring more uh, leaders of color, more women, more diverse board members onto boards, including the private sectors, which Gangels does a lot. And how do we help more diverse capital, more check writers to basically get into the best deals instead of always being reserved for the same LPs and institutional uh, funds and, and, and networks of people that largely revolve around the same ethnicities, genders, and, and, and groups that have had the access for many, many decades. Yes, and it is evolving and changing, and I'm glad that you're in, uh, including in the conversation how important it is for the companies to have people on their boards and that it's a much bigger picture than just the funding. But with us still getting less than 2 or 3% of all funding for women um, and, and for minorities, we still have a long way to go. And so uh, what you've done, the work you've done with Start Out and with Gangels is making inroads there. Tell me, how did how and when did you start your fund and how hard was it? 
So Gangels actually was not born as a fund, still kind of is not a fund. Um, it was born as an angel group, hence the name, yeah. um, of LGBT um, investors um, that wanted to band together and support the their own community and fund other LGBT entrepreneurs and invest in their startups. Um, much like in any angel group, uh, you know, their, um, you know, uh, uh, golden seeds or other groups that are structured in that same way and focus on minority entrepreneurs. Over time, we realized that there was a broader opportunity, as I was describing, to basically not only direct capital at LGBT founders, but also at minorities and, um, and female founders broadly, so diversity in the founding team in a broad sense, as well as helping all companies become more diverse and inclusive by bringing more leaders and capital representation. So we morphed from um, an angel group into a venture syndicate, which literally is not very different, except the two fundamental differences are, in a sense, the scope and um, size of it. The fact that instead of focusing only on angel investments, meaning the earliest, highest risk um, sort of investment checks that can be written, we focus across the growth cycle of, of any company from early to very late, which means diversification for investors, not just from the point of view of the companies, but also from the sector and from the stage. And so you can build uh, a really nice diverse portfolio in that, in that way. Um, so wait, and- let me stop you there. So you're looking for people in the LGBTQ community that really haven't yet, maybe they're successful, but they haven't delved into angel investing and you give them a place to come and uh, you guys vet them and guide them into the different opportunities they have to invest in. And by the way, just about every week I meet an LGBTQ founder that Gangels has invested in. So I'm really proud of the work that you're doing and that I constantly get that feedback. And these companies are super successful and not always, you know, it's not always like it's a product in the gay community, although sometimes it is. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it's like a cookie company that is mainstream America, but it happens to be a gay founder. And so, uh, People now yeah. have that opportunity to look up angels, come and be an angel investor, learn how to be an angel investor, because we need more women and LGBTQ people in uh, these groups learning how to be angel investors. That is what's going to move the needle, more angel investors in that criteria. And so I love that you give them a place right. to come and learn about it and see how they can become a part of it. Maybe they're with a big company and can tap you guys for who could be great on their board or who could That's help right. their company in any capacity, uh, even as uh, employees. So um, there's so much opportunity for them to become a part of Gangels and learn how they can start to help move this funding needle while also maybe being a mentor or bringing their social capital to the arena, right? Absolutely. We are really about building a community of like-minded supporting members that don't want to just use their capital to invest and realize great profits while at the same time pushing forward social change and social progress, but also their social capital, their network, their expertise, become mentors, potentially board members. And I just want to clarify that it's not just for LGBTQ people. Because of where we were born, we have an enormous 
preponderance of LGBTQ identifying individuals within our network. But it's really for women, for people of color, and for straight white allies who realize that capital is one of the most powerful ways in which we can um, get a voice, at, uh, a seat at the table and a voice in the conversation and push forward for, for change. The biggest example, the best example is, people can actually look it up on our website. There is a letter that we ask every single company we invest in, whether it be founded by a diverse founder as an LGBT founder or not, um, to realize and acknowledge and sign on with us that the kind of things that matter are equality and equity for all people, including parity, the parity pledge for women and people of color and LGBTQ people in hiring and recruiting, including the necessity to build a diverse and representative board that reflects the reality of the society in which we live and of the customers that we serve as a company, the importance of the impact, the social impact and the philanthropy that each company ought to think about having by taking, for example, the 1% pledge, which Gangels has taken, and then the importance of diverse capital. We are signing founding signatories of the Diversity Check Writer Initiative that encourages companies and lead investors to make room in all subsequent round of funding for diverse diverse sources of capital because so often diversity investors are are invited you know begrudgingly to the table when the risk is the highest and then left out of the of those subsequent round of funding when somewhat the rest the risk has been abated and the opportunity for growth is the highest and so we need as an an ecosystem and as an industry to commit to basically allow wealth and value to flow into the communities where it has not before so that we can create more leaders, more investors, more entrepreneurs that can take risks and ultimately dispel some of that bias and unbalance in both funding and representation that you've been talking about. Yeah, I, I just love what you're doing because it's helping to build generational wealth for people that normally haven't had that opportunity. Um, how did you get into the investing world? You know, here you are a successful entrepreneur. Uh, what made you decide to delve into that? And how did you get started? Yeah, so um, after school, I actually took a job as a research scientist at Xerox Park. Um, like I said, I was a computer scientist. I loved what I was doing. I was deep into the field of artificial intelligence and computational linguistics, natural language understanding. Um, ended up uh, spinning out a project. I was working um, as a research scientist into a company I co-founded called PowerSet back in 2003, 2005. Um, you know, raised a whole lot of money from venture capital um, at valuations much smaller than the ones that we're seeing today. Um, and learned a whole lot about what that means. Right. You know, I was a technical co-founder, but I had great mentors and great co-founders from whom I learn a lot about what does it mean to build a network, to build relationships with investors, to raise money, to structure rounds and all of that. So grew the company, ended up in a wonderful uh, sort of exit. We sold the business to Microsoft in 2008 and became some of the early foundational technology for the launch of Bing.com, Microsoft search engine. Um, and that gave me the opportunity, financial and otherwise, to um, become 
sort of interested in making investments and angel investments. And the first thing I did um, is I invested into the people that I knew the best, the people that have worked at my company with whom I had spent years and that were absolutely incredible and went on to start companies that were iconic, including GitHub and several others that came out of that power set group of companies. Several acquisitions later, um, I'm still invested into three of the companies that were founded by former employees power set all of them unicorns now so it's uh it's really exciting um and that kind of set me off on a on a, a long sort of a journey of about 12 14 years as a private individual angel investors venture investor until really uh angel started to grow and i joined as a, a managing partner in 2019. that's great and you know i always say that uh, for women and people in the LGBTQ community that uh, there's this amazing opportunity in this angel investment world that a lot of them just aren't privy to. Like they think that the only thing there is is to put money in the stock market or the bonds or real estate, but there's this whole other world that other people have been privy to that they haven't. And I love that people like yourself are pulling back the curtain to show them that they can be a part of this, that it's very lucrative, that it's very exciting. You're on the cutting edge of new technologies and new products. And it really, it couldn't be a more interesting world. And you meet the most fascinating people, whether they're other investors or uh, fund managers or the actual entrepreneurs themselves that have these amazing ideas. If we don't get funding to these marginalized people, it will impact the planet in a negative way. And so that's why it's so important that people learn about this, not only because it could make them financially well off, but also because they're really impacting the planet in a positive way to get behind these people and these innovations that otherwise wouldn't see the light of day. So well, I really yeah. applaud what you're doing. Could you tell us about one or two companies that Gangels has invested in um, as a group uh, that has been very successful? Um, I mean, gosh, I mean, we, I mean, pick one or two. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like choose amongst your children. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is really not, not fair. Um, sort of, I was just chatting with one of my favorite, um, Gangels entrepreneurs, someone that we've invested in, um, really early on a member of the LGBTQ community, also a, mi a minority entrepreneur in other ways. And, um, uh, she's the founder of a company, um, called zero groceries. Um, that is in the Bay Area and in Los Angeles, and now very recently kind of expanded to um, uh, nationwide delivery. Um, it uh, is, uh, you know, talking about important solutions for the planet. It's yeah, a yeah. zero plastic grocery store, grocery store, grocery experience. So everything you buy, the brands that you would know, everything that they carry, they work with the manufacturers and the distributors to uh, repackage them into zero, zero plastic. Nothing is in plastic, nothing is single use, everything is either reusable, rewashable and re, uh, reused for, for the company. And Zuleika is one of the most resilient, amazing entrepreneurs I've ever met. We've uh, um, invested in her company several times from the very beginning with several other amazing investors who support minority founders. She is kicking butt. She's amazing. And she also was very recently featured in a project that 
I launched just a couple of weeks ago, of which I'm very proud, called The Angels 100. Um, it is actually a book. People can go and order it for free. We will send it to anybody who has tells us the reason why they want it. Otherwise, it's um, also available online with 100 incredible profiles of LGBTQ founders and entrepreneurs who have been venture-backed across the world, including continents like Africa and Australia and China. Um, it features the only a publicly out CEO, gay CEO of a public Chinese company. Um, and these stories are inspiring, are incredible. And our job is to elevate them so that people realize the kind of impact on the world that minority entrepreneurs can have and the importance of driving funding to them. Oh my God, I love that. I'm totally picking up a copy of that. Uh, can they get it, if they can either get it free by going to Gangels? Yeah, gangels.com slash Gangels100. And it's free. 100. We and just want or, to know why. And or uh, getting on Amazon. No, it's just online. You can oh, just, browse it. You can browse it online and you can oh. read it all just right there. Or if you want a physical copy, um, we will send you one. You just need to tell us why. I love that. Oh, that sounds amazing. I can't wait to read it. Um, so let's say I'm an LGBTQ uh, founder. I have this great idea. And I want to get a hold of you guys to see, you know, where I begin to raise money because people, you know, they do have a lot of great ideas, but they often don't know where to begin. Can you give one piece of advice? Yeah, so there are great, um, first of all, you know, joining a community like Angels, even as a member, um, means that you would interact and you get connected to incredible people within often your own ecosystem, your own industry, from whom you can get mentorship advice. Um, Start Out is also a really incredible uh, resource for LGBTQ entrepreneurs. It has an incubator accelerator that is completely free and takes no equity um, that is becoming more and more um, hard to get into because uh, it just recently um, uh, sort of uh, christened or had its first unicorn company, also a Gangel's portfolio CEO founded by um, an LGBT founder called Cerebral. Um, it, it basically came out of the Startup Growth Lab and just recently uh, raised that a, a unicorn valuation, multi, multi-billion dollar valuation. Um, so incredible success there. So start out, connect with start out, potentially um, look at their educational resources, connect with mentorship events, um, and uh, potentially enter the Startup Growth Lab, but also other organizations like the um, NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center or the uh, Founder Institute. All of these are amazing resources that dedicate slots to minority entrepreneurs in order to um, help people at, you know, with the content education information that they need to take their leap of faith and go out in the world and build upon the vision that they have. From the point of view of getting Gangels, getting funding from Gangels in our network, um, because we are such a high active syndicate, we only co-invest. So unlike some angel groups and much like Gangels back in the days when we were an angel group, we would lead around and set terms and be the first investors. We no longer do that, primarily because we are focused on investing in a lot of companies and adding our value there as much as possible, right? So we take small minority positions into rounds of all sizes as follow-on investors. So as soon as an, uh, an entrepreneur has a lead investor and a round well-constructed, we would love to talk to them and see if we can bring them into our portfolio. And very often I will meet entrepreneurs before that and help them with introductions to potential lead investors 
whose track record we trust and respect so that we could then follow their lead and diligence into those rounds. I love that. And, you know, people don't know where to begin. So thank you for the resources. Uh, I recently created a course called Six Ways to Fund Your Business, which is on our website, sheangelinvestors.com, because I think so many people have great ideas or want to scale their company and they really don't know where to begin. So I have a start out uh, Gangel's story to end with. Uh, I went to a start out uh, event to support a friend of mine who was being honored, uh, who had been in our She Angels Pitch Fest and ran into an old friend who used to be a server and an actor. And uh, like, what are you doing? And he's like, I just started a cookie company. And I'm like, really? Wow, that's incredible. And so, uh, you know, he was in the store. So I went and got the cookies and uh, I think you know who this is. And um now they're a multi-million dollar company. I had lunch with him the other day and he says, yeah, uh, Gangels uh, invested in us a couple times. And I'm like, wow, I'm going to be talking to Lorenzo. And, you know, it's all such a small world, but uh, so nice to know that, you know, you impacted the life of a friend of mine uh, who's Robert Petrarca at uh, Maxine's Heavenly Vegan Cookies, which are amazing. amazing. And I'm so happy to see him soaring. Uh, thanks to people like you and your organization. So uh, thank you for the work that you're doing. If people want to find you, uh, where can they find you on social and your website? Sure. Um, easiest way to get all my contact information is about.me slash my last name or find me on LinkedIn. Um, all my social let's, let's just mention your last name because some people won't be watching. They'll just be listening. It's, so it's, it's, it's the own. Ithione, T H I O N E, T H I O N E, Lorenzo right. Thione. Yeah. Super okay. easy to find me. I respond to emails. I respond to messages on LinkedIn. Um, so reach reach out to me via email or LinkedIn. And uh, also, if you're interested in learning more about Gangels, you can go to our website, gangels.com, and learn more about it and join as a community member or potentially apply to become an investor. And that's Gangels spelled like G A. I N like gain, uh, clever yeah. name, love it. Um, and everybody, of course, you can find me, Catherine Gray, on uh, Instagram as well uh, under Invest in Her, Catherine Gray, Invest in Her. Or you can follow our She Angel Investors at any of the social media. Or, of course, like Lorenzo, I am on LinkedIn. Uh, so thank you so much. Uh, appreciate the work that you're doing. Keep, I'll keep cheering you on and uh, keep watching you. And I, I have to follow you because I'm a big Broadway fan. So I'll be looking at what you're uh, producing with your uh, Sing Out Louise productions as well. So keep up the good work. And thank you so much, Lorenzo, for all the wonderful things you bring to the planet. Thank you. Make it a great week, everybody. Remember to invest in her and invest in the underserved communities and you will be well rewarded in so many ways. Make it a great week, everybody. Take care. Remember, if you're looking to launch a business or grow your business, check out our e-course, Six Ways to Fund Your Business, available at sheangelinvestors.com. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.